Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Thanks to the Lord. What an awesome, awesome morning. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, smile at them and tell them what a wonderful day. It's a good spring day. Hallelujah. May your life spring back to life as well. Amen. We give thanks. I am grateful. Uh, I just got a message that we had our first church service in Australia this morning. Hallelujah. Powerful. Powerful. It took two years. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, all things are possible. To them who believe. Yeah, so they were teaching on Genesis, faith, and the Holy Spirit. So I can imagine the service, how nice it was. Hallelujah. Can we give a powerful shout to Jesus? Amen. Amen. The little seeds we sow, they look insignificant, but they are very powerful. Hallelujah. So it's my encouragement that we do the same. We are sharing, we are continuing on our subject, Genesis, faith and the living word. Faith and the living word. Hebrews, our text is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You must have faith. To worship God, you must have faith. Everything starts small and everything grows tremendously. Everything given a chance will grow. And I want to encourage you this morning that Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now you have to understand, as we read this scripture, the Lord Jesus ministered to us through his word, and may you receive his word this morning in the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your right hand and say, Father, I receive the divine revelation of the word of God, the Rema word for my season. I pray that the eyes of my understanding, you may open the eyes of my understanding, that I may understand the purpose and the call of God upon my life. Can you say it? I received this morning the necessary faith to step out. I believe in the supernatural. I believe the word of truth. I believe the word of God. I thank you, Father, for this powerful word, for this powerful sword that you have given to me to live thereby in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So the word of God, number one, the word of God is powerful and able to destroy the work of Satan. 
Now, we are inconsistent flow of a fight between us and the power of darkness or the spirit of, of Satan or sin. I want to take you to the same chapter, Hebrews chapter 12, chapter 4 verse, from verse 1, so that you understand why verse 12 was written. It says here, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short. So here, when we read this part of the scripture, we understand that the writer wanted to express to us that when God rested, which we will come to, he entered into his rest. But he says, because of here, he says, he says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, the promise of God still remains of us to enter his rest. Now, the Bible says God made the world and formed it of the universe, and on the seventh day the Lord rested. And he said to us, come and rest with me, but most of us have not entered his rest. So he says, therefore, since a promise remains, this promise still remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. In other words, let us be circumspect. Let us carry ourselves accordingly that we may enter the rest. That sin will not overtake us as it did Adam and Eve who were cast out and so they had to go back to their own labor. They had to go back and do what they were not supposed to do which is to feed and to take care of themselves. It says, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well to them. In other words, all of us were sitting in the same place when the word was preached. We heard the word, all of us, but it didn't affect us the same way. So you have to understand, if you are to break through, if you are to succeed, if you are to make tremendous progress in your life, you have to believe the scriptures. It says, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. They heard the word, but the word did not profit them. The living word, the rhema, they, they received the logos, they, they, they just the word, but they never received the revelation of the intent of the Father about our life. He says here, uh, they, they, they only they heard they heard the word, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not mixed with faith in those who heard it. So, you must have faith for the word to work in your life. You must have what? Faith. You must have what? Faith. Can't tell you, but you must have faith to progress in the things in this life. Hallelujah. For, it says here, verse 3, for we who have believed, do enter that rest, as he has said. We who believe, do enter the rest that God has given to us. Hallelujah. Now, you have to understand, most of us are skilled in doing many things, and we have come to believe that we will rest, we will enter our own rest. Somebody was saying to somebody, uh, we found somebody sitting under a tree, and he said to him, why are you sitting? The person was very young. He said, why are you sitting under the tree while you could be plowing your fields and working very hard? And the person who was sitting under the tree asked the question, for what? 
Why should I do all of that? And the man says, so that you may rest at the end of your life. So that you can go on pension and have enough. You get it? So the man who was sitting under the tree looked at him and smiled. And said, I'm already resting. Can you tell anybody, I'm already resting. I was saying to somebody, how do you define wealth? Rich, being rich. Being rich is a contentment, it's a state of mind. You can have 20 billion, 100 billion, a trillion. It makes no difference if greed is driving your life. Because you will never sit down to relax and enjoy. You'll always be pursuing and you will never be happy with what you have. And here the word of God, he says, for we who have believed do enter the rest. We who have faith have access. We enter the rest of God and from there things start to work for us while other people have to make themselves to achieve what they want to achieve in this life. He says, for we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said. So I saw in my, my rest they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now you have to understand everything that you need, everything that God has prepared is there for you. I don't know what you need. I don't know what is your need. I don't know what is, what is it that, want, that you want God to do. Maybe you are sick in your body. All these things have been finished. Can you tell your neighbor it is finished? Hallelujah. The Bible says from the foundations, it says for, for we which have believed do enter the rest as he said, as I've sown in my wrath, if they shall not, if they shall not enter into rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the works. So you have to understand that the works, all the things that God did it, or all the things that you need to be done in your life, God has already finished them. You are either going to flow and agree, or you're going to start your own and say, I will do it my way. Verse 4, he says, for he has spoken in a certain place on the, of the seventh day in this way and God rested on the seventh day from all his rest. So you have to understand that God has rested. He wanted Adam and Eve to rest. He wanted us to rest. He wanted us to have communion and fellowship with him. And verse 5 says, and again in this place they shall not enter marriage. Because of rebellion, because of the self-attitude of self-reliance, God says, you will not enter my rest. When God says to Adam and Eve, don't eat the fruits in the middle of, of the garden, they looked at it and said, this will make us wise, this will make us stronger, this will make us sufficient, and we'll be like God. So God says, uh, they will not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not, did not enter because of disobedience. When you don't have faith, you might be among those who are privileged, the few that are privileged to experience God. But when you don't have faith, you will be discounted while the little children who are coming behind you are going to do great and tremendous works because they mix the word with faith and he started to work for them, and they started to bear much more fruit. That's why when we teach about uh, faith, faith goes with contentment, believing and relying on God, that God will always be on time, 
and that God will always come true for you. Not in your way, but in his own way, God will come true for you. And this is my comfort to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. He says, since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. They did not enter. They didn't believe. When, you, when, when the word of God challenged them, they said, no, we will not do it. They died in the wilderness. They left the place. They had faith in the beginning. But as difficulties, challenges come, they left faith and they were ravished because of their rebellion in the wilderness and they died. It's the same. We've been teaching on the, the years of backsliding. As a young person, you are on fire for the Lord uh, between 13, 25, 30. On fire. You love Jesus. You serve the Lord. And then you, 25, you get the job, start working. And you move away from faith. Because now, I was saying to somebody, who told you you can provide for yourself? Until now, you had clothes that you never had to think to buy. Until now, you had food that you ate but you never worked. You had all these good and powerful things that were given to you. And suddenly, when you started to work, you moved away from faith. Certain things, when you were given pocket money, you could tithe and give an offering. But now that you are working, you say the money is not enough. How do you like it? So, you will not enter, it says here, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying, in David, today, after such a long time, as it was, it, it has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Can you tell your neighbor, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Hallelujah. For, he says, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he must not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Can, you, can we read the verse, uh, verse 9 together? One to go. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. So, the, the, when we believe the word, we enter into rest and we start to walk in total. If you are sick in your body, you can today believe the word of God. I'm entering my rest. I, my body, the evidence is there that I have got this disease. But I enter his rest because God has already judged my situation. And I agree with the, with the Lord. I stand upon the scripture. I'm healed. I receive my healing this morning because the Lord has said it. Yes, I do not have, as it is the standard, we measure ourselves by others. You look at what you have, but you come to this place that, you know, today I enter God's rest. Verse 30 says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his work as God did from his. Let's read verse 10 together. I want to go. For he that is entered into his rest, he also had ceased from his own works, as God did. Ask your neighbor, have you entered into his rest? Yeah. The, pro the problem is that most of us are still digging. We have not entered. The works 
What we are doing, we are trying to keep ourselves going. You see, I, I always feel for people who complain about church. I always feel pity for them. And I say, you have missed the purpose of why, why you are alive. The work you have is just to pay the bills. You are not supposed to be paying too much attention to it. I was saying to somebody, uh, he wanted to buy a car. He told me they, they, they approved this finance and all of that. He was telling me yesterday, and I said, you see, you have to understand that your life is not made out of these things. You are not here to work for the bank. You get it? Or maybe you don't get it. You will not be happy. <laughs> people, people buy houses they stay in and they are not happy to stay in the house. Because when you went to look for a house, the estate agency said to you, let me put you into bondage. You qualify for 100,000, but listen, there is a house for 150,000. They take you to the one that is better than this, the greats. They never take you to the ones that you should, you should be able to pay and enjoy yourself. And here we see exactly the same. It says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works. So your work is no longer your focal point. Your house is no longer your focal point. All of these things you need to, to live. You need to, to go to work. But that is not your focal point because you have entered into God's rest. You start to understand everything that I do, my work, my house, my car, everything that I have should be driving me towards God than taking me away from the Lord. Hallelujah. By the way, we are trying to reach our verse. You remember? We are trying to reach verse, verse 12. We are, we are going there. We haven't started. We are still going there. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's very good to come for the first service because second service we might not preach it. We will just preach to them. They hear. They, Jesus was talking to the disciples. They came to him and said, Master, but what did you mean? And he says, oh, are you like them? You get it? They hear, but they do not understand. Yes. Failure of many, they hear, but they do not understand. The word that they have heard, they don't believe. One of the painful things is to see your own children here in the church suffer, go through pain, and yet the solution has been given a long time. You get it? To say, it was just a matter of advice. What do you say? We'll tell you, no, don't do it that way. Everybody's doing that way. And when we speak, it looks like foolish to you. But we are telling you, don't do it that way. Take it. Hallelujah. He says, let us therefore be diligent. Can we read verse 11 together? One to go. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Let us do what? Let us labor to enter into that rest. We, we have to push ourselves, step in faith, and believe. He says, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. How did the people fall under the same example of unbelief? It's when God spoke and they said, we will not take your word. We will do our own thing. Verse 12 says, for the word of, of the Lord is living and powerful. Now you have to understand, from verse 1 to, 12, to 11, we are trying to come to this. We are building up. And it says here, for the word of the Lord, for the, the word of God, is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. In other words, if you take the word, if you ground yourself in it, the word is so efficient, so quick, enabled to do much more for you. So, it's a matter of faith. Do you believe the word? Yes, I believe the word. Stand upon that word. God has promised I've healed you. God has promised you will never lack anything. I'm, I'm, I'm present with you. It's up to you to believe. Because that gives us, it says the word of God is quick. What is it that you want the Lord to do? Your way is long dry. Yeah. People work for 40, 40 years. 45 years. 50 years. They go on pension. And they are broke. <laughs> then you ask yourself, why, why were you working for 40 years? You remember the boy in the, under the tree? The man under the tree said, listen, why? I'm resting. I have faith you don't. You get it? I have faith you don't. It's a simple example. I have faith you don't have faith. So, I'm resting. I'm resting. Says every day I've got the food I need. I've plowed my fields. I have all that I need. And uh, this shade. He says, even when I'm old man, the same thing will happen. I'll continue. I'll continue. Can I tell you something? You can save as much money. You will not make much money out of saving money. Take it from me. You can save. It doesn't matter how much you save. You can save. You can save. But when you don't have faith, it's not going to work. So here, we hear the word of God is living. This word has life in it. This word has power in it. This word is able to rejuvenate, revive, and restore. So when you take the word and you apply it in your life, then the word of faith will start to manifest and you will experience the grace of God. The book of Romans chapter 4, verse 17, we're still on point number one. The word of God is powerful and able to destroy the work of Satan and is able to advance our cause. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they did. You remember we spoke about visions and dreams. You have to see yourself healed. You have to see yourself living very well. God having provided for you. You have to see. You have to fight against the, the stream of the world system. That to be happy, you must have piled yourself into loans and debt. It's very funny that most South Africans, within the first three months of their life, they already have a loan. They are poor. Can you tell your neighbor, I break the spirit of poverty upon your life. Yes. Machonisa, machonisa, even students, students, machonisa. I was asking the other day, who doesn't, doesn't have a loan? So we're going. Everybody, except one person or two. Even students have loan. I don't know if you get it. Can't you remember? Let us enter his, into his rest. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Believe. Call those things that are not as though they were. When, when, they, when they ask you and you are really sick in your body and the evidence is there, everybody's looking at you like you will drop now and die. And you tell them and they say, hey, we see you are not well. You tell them, by his stripes, I'm healed. I believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. While the doctor has prescribed some very powerful dosages to suppress whatever that's in the body, you say, I, I believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, the evidence is there. Oh, poverty is lack. When you lack, people might look at you and they look at themselves. But you'll find the example that we used to live debt-free. Uh, somebody who owns a house with one million debt on it and somebody who owes the house, he owes the car he's driving, so he's one million, 1.5 million in debt. And you, who has no debt, stay in one room. Who's rich between the two of you? Huh? Huh? The one with the big house and the car. Yeah, to you, but tru truly. <laughs> the person who stays in a one room in a shanty that you think is poor is much more wealthier than you. If his heart stops, his children are not going to be running around. Imagine somebody. Imagine somebody. Can you tell anybody, please have faith. Believe that God is going to provide for you. you. You see, you have to believe the wisdom that is in the scriptures. Number two, there is power in the word. The word of God has power. The word of God is, is a mighty weapon in the mouth of a believer. The word of God is a mighty weapon in the mouth of, of a believer. You gain victory through the words you speak. We learn that Ali Muhammad, the boxer, Keshas Clay, he used to say words to his enemy before he encounters them. And tell them, today I'm going to ravish you. I'm going to destroy you. Your children and your wife won't be able to recognize you by the time I finish with you. Hallelujah. Your children won't be able to recognize you when, when, when I finish with you. And that is the challenge that I want to give to you. That have faith. This thing has disturbed me. Satan. I always switch off my phone. I don't know why. Hallelujah. So I want, I, want, I want you to have that understanding that the word of God has a power for, to make us victorious. So Ali Muhammad will speak and send terror in the lives of others. And sometimes it will take just one round, sometimes two rounds, but he will beat people up. And at the end, they started to say, the analysts, they said, hey, this guy 
He's got a big mouth. He scares everybody else before, before they meet. And sometimes we'll start a fight while they weigh them. You know, when they weigh them in the public, Ali Muhammad will start to push the other person and, and so forth to create that tense environment. And I want to say to you today, Revelation chapter 1 verse 16, we gain victory through the words we speak. Through the words. He says, he had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a, a sharp to edge a sword. Out of, out of his mouth went, went what? Are you here? Out of his mouth went what? Let's talk church. Out of his mouth went what? Yes, it says out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. So the word of God is a two-edged sword. We speak into our situation to address the difficult, impossible circumstances we have found ourselves in. We believe the scriptures, we stand upon them, and we follow that through the words that we speak. Hallelujah. He had in his mouth two-edged sword. My, my new King James says, out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. So when he spoke the word, what came out of his mouth was like a two-edged sword. And we just read now the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. It says the word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to cut the situation you find yourself in. If you speak the word of God into that situation, your situation is bound to change. Hallelujah. I don't know what is your situation, but your situation is bound to do what? To change. Number three, we have victory through the word of God. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone. Unfortunately, we have resorted to living by the bread alone. Hallelujah. We have resorted to live by what? By the bread alone. But the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. And the devil said to him, If you are the son of God, command the stone to become bread. Command the stone to become bread. But Jesus said to him, saying, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Hallelujah. Men shall live by every word of God. Hallelujah. Satan will say to you, defile the words. Defile the words. Don't forgive. But the Bible says forgive. It's not, it's not how much you are hurt. You can say, oh, if you knew how I'm hurt, you, you will understand. No, no. The scripture says forgive. Can you tell the neighbor, can you please forgive? Yes. It's no longer about your feeling and your emotion, but it's what the scripture says. The scripture has spoken, forgive your neighbor, forgive your friend, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Praise the Lord. Yeah, your wife is your neighbor. Your husband is your neighbor. Imagine somebody. Your brother is your neighbor. Your manager, your manager is your neighbor. 
The same one you call the devil. That's why he's giving you a hard time because you have already defined the person. He's a devil. So you must cast the devil out <laughs> by using the word. Am I telling somebody? Man shall not live by, the, by bread alone, but by every word of God. Satan will make you to say, eat, eat the tithe. Eat, eat the tithe. It's like bread. Turn it into bread. Turn it into a house. Turn it into a car. Turn it into whatever. But Jesus said no to Satan. He says, he defeated Satan by using the word. He stood upon the word and declared and confessed it. Most of the time, people get into trouble because they don't confess and speak. In our day, when we grew up, when you come into the company of believers or of people, when you greet, you, you greet and you will be saying, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. You are immediately sending sickness to everybody else. Sometimes even demons manifest immediately. Today is worse. To, just to say I'm a Christian in government circles, you see manifestation of demons. Can I tell you something about the church? The government is supposed to be paying us for the work we do. Yeah. Some of us will be criminals. We'll be killing people. We'll be stealing. We'll be making life impossible. But because there is a, there is a church and consistently we teach and preach, people reform and change. Criminals become pastors. The issue is not to close the church. No, don't close the church. If there is a criminal pastor, fine, arrest him. But try and create an environment that is conducive. To tell, hey, do this. Don't say, oh, you broke the bylaw. Yes, you broke the bylaw. Who wrote the bylaw? They were written to exclude. Did you know to build a house? We are, we are supposed to build in Mepren. We have already paid possibly a lot of money. And there's nothing. You can't show it. We have not dig a hole. We are just paying engineers. We are just paying engineers. We are just paying. We are paying. Road management. We are paying. We are paying. All of these people are, are sucking money out of, out of you. Who, 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 who said this thing should be, should be so? Let them do the plan and pass the plan. Let's, let's build why should I pay 300, half a million for what? No matter somebody. <laughs> so they, they do all of these things. So some people will look at it and fight the church because they, they are demonically driven. They are demonically driven. Today they tell us, you can't keep a certain amount of money. I mean, the money is mine. This is my money. I work for it. If you keep 500,000, you will be arrested. To say, oh, the money must be Listen, this is my money. I worked for it. When you go through the airport, they say, you must not have 10,000 more in your pocket. Whose money is it anyway? Imagine somebody. But there is somebody who wants to control. They, they are so overly driven. So the church is here to help, to reform, to bring salvation and change within our hearts. So, you have to understand that faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, you have to understand that the word of God is living. As you speak the word into your situation and your circumstance, the word of God will transform, renew, and restore you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, 
we have victory when we resist what Satan says to us. Today the church has been attacked for no reason. Christians are being attacked for no reason. Uh, they were saying Christians are making noise. Let's be honest. We have a mosque here. If they start putting their thing up, we hear it while we are in church. And I listened to one of the presenters when they were talking. Somebody says, no, the, the church are making noise. What about the mosque? Every mosque has got four speakers on top. No, no. We can keep quiet just now. You will hear it. Nobody's complaining. It's serious. It's not a joke. That shows you the level of antagonism. So we have to have faith to enter God's rest. We have to have what? Faith to do what? To enter God's rest. Because the Bible gives us that understanding that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Number four, look at your words. What have you said lately? When things do not go your way, what do you say? The Bible says those who love to speak will eat the fruit thereof. Regardless that is positive or negative. Those who love to speak will eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm healed. I'm healed by his word. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from destruction. Is there anyone sick? Please stand. Let's pray for you. Nice. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. Can you put Psalm 107 verse 20? Can we read it together, church? One to go. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Hallelujah. So faith and the living word. We believe the word. And my brother, do you believe this verse? What does it say? It says you are healed. Yeah. He sent this word and healed me. He sent this word and healed me. He sent this word and uh, the book of uh, Isaiah teaches us that by his stripes I've been healed. Do you believe it? Can you lift up your hands? Let's pray for them. Let's lift up our voices. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for the living word. For your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word is able to heal. Your word is able to restore. Your word is able to make all things new. Your word says, Lord, you sent your word and you healed them. And you delivered them from destruction. We come against any germ. We come against any bacteria. We come against any virus. In the name of Jesus, we render its work of no effect. Lord, we speak to each and every organ in the body that, Lord, it will function to the, its maximum performance in the name of Jesus. We deny Satan a foothold upon their life and we cast every germ, every bacteria, every virus, and any demon-induced in, in, sickness, we come against you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your, take your chair. Okay, let's, let's take it further. Is there anyone who says, I, I'm looking for a job. I want a job. Not promotion, a job. Stand. I want a job. Hallelujah. Now, we said, if you are going to receive anything, you must have faith and believe. We spoke about three things. We said you must have 
When you have a vision, you must have a, a goal. You must have what? A goal. Number two, who remembers? You dream. You have a goal, you dream, and then you visualize. You have a goal, I want a job, you start to dream. Part of dreaming will lead you to visualization. Hallelujah. I like young women who are getting married. They visualize. Unfortunately, after they get married, they stop visualizing. If you ask the girl, what kind of a ceremony do you want? They will give you to detail, color, the teaspoon. The, they will tell you that there must be a touch of gold. That is visualization. You, you have not seen it, but you are working on it. And guess what? The day you go to the wedding, you will be shocked, the beauty that you will see. Somebody has been dreaming, thinking about it, looking for it. I was saying to somebody, I can do the same wedding. I will not spend money. But for you, you can pay. You get it? You must visualize. You must see it. And when you see it, then you walk into it. You see it. Can you lift up your hands? Okay, let's get the verses. What verses are there? Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. I think this is a guru verse for all of our problems, isn't it? What does it say? My God shall supply all my needs. By the way, uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. What does it say? Okay, let's read it together church. One to go. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Hallelujah. So the book of Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all my needs. All what? All my needs. So, what need do you have? In this regard, we are talking job. I was asking somebody, what kind of a job do you want? You know what they said to me? They said, any job. I said, there's no job called any job. You don't find an advert say, any job advertisement. You don't find it. It doesn't exist. So, because of lack of, of faith to visualize, you should be having a, an intent. This is what I want. This is what I want to receive. This, this is what I want from the Lord. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. Can you put your hands like this, like you are receiving? Hallelujah. Church, let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. That Lord, your wishes, my God, shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I pray this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, you said... You will bless the work of their hands. That, Lord, they will prosper. That, Lord, you said you will guide them. I pray this morning in the name of Jesus. We receive the blessing of the Lord in this regard. We receive the kind of work that they desire in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are God who provides. And we receive our provision. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Please take your seat. Can we give a powerful clap offering to the Lord? I said, I said to a young woman, she said, I want to get married. I said, I want you to write down the kind of a husband you are looking for. Not the brother in the church. Don't write the brother in the church. Because people write people's names. It might not be the person... It might not be the person God has given to you. So I say, write 
write the, 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 the character, the person that you want. So, he says, I want a person, 1.8. He says, it's a good 1.880 centimeters tall. You get it? What kind of a profession is this man you are looking for? Can you ask the girl? Number one, at the top, must be born again. That one should, should. Loving God must be a saint leader, a pastor, an elder. Somebody who's fervent in his work in the Lord. You get it? Then you write, Lord, come again. A giver, generous. I must be able to do my pedicure, manicure, all the hairstyle. So he must be generous. Because if he's stingy, he will marry you but never give. So I said, write all of those things and uh, let's pray. Hallelujah. Can you tell your sister you heard the report? Hallelujah. So this is my, my take with you. The word of God. It says those who love to speak. Those who love. Not negative. Not negative. When, when, when you are fighting, I'll divorce you. It's not a good word. It's a bad word. You get it? When you are doing your budget, hey, I see we are becoming bankrupt. It's not a good word. Hallelujah. For the word says, for my God shall supply all my needs. So you need to sit down and rework your things and say, God has promised. Let's walk in his promise. Hallelujah. Not, not going out of your way. We, you know, I attended two weddings this weekend. And uh, in one wedding that we went to, uh, one of the persons was driving a very powerful car. Extremely powerful. So, when we're talking with one of our pastors, he said, he tells you the spirit, <laughs> he tells you the spirit is coming from. His identity is, is, is in his car. When we were standing, just standing, chatting, he had to come and drive close to us so that we can see. Yet, his way out was there. His car was parked there. He was supposed just to get into his car and go. So when he came, when he took a turn, he came and uh, spoke a bit and then moved. With <laughs> Hallelujah. You are blessed. You are touched by the blood. Your life has been transformed. You will experience the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Fear is the enemy of faith. Yeah. Fear. Fear. I like, I like the two stories, the last two testimonies that the two persons took themselves to, to the workplace to say, I'm looking for a job. Somebody says, I will phone you tomorrow. And tomorrow they decided, we are going tomorrow. Hallelujah. May you receive your blessing in the name of Jesus. May you receive your blessing in the name of Jesus. Job suffered greatly because of fear. The book of Job chapter 3, we are talking about faith and the living word. Uh, Job chapter 3 verse 25 says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. The thing that I greatly feared, Job 3.25, what are you afraid of? You must come and have faith. Hallelujah. Stand with God. Agree with God even in the midst of death. David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil 
for you are with me. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is with you. He will see you through. The word of faith makes you to be stubborn against evidence that is put on you by medical doctors, by your financial situation. When you take a stand and say, I'm going to believe, I'm going to trust the Lord as he promised in his word, I'm standing on it. God will come true for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, man doesn't live on bread alone, but from every word that comes from the word of God. Hallelujah. God is a provider. Can you tell, tell your neighbor, God is a provider? God is my provider. For God to be your provider, you have to have faith. Yesterday, somebody reminded me, so I was telling them, I said, listen, there are a lot of things that we do, and sometimes you walk in such tremendous faith and you are not even conscious of it. And so I was giving him when he was starting to speak, I said, listen, there are a lot of things that we have to do by faith. That's why I, I always, I say, you will pay but I choose not to pay. You get it? You will pay, I choose not to do what? To pay. We had a, a gentleman here who was doing our plans for mid-20s. We will pay possibly to, if I ever did, because they charge us by square meter, maybe two to three hundred, maybe half a million rent for the plants. And I said to him, I don't want to pay. You get it? And I said to him, this might be the only thing that you do on earth that will give you access in heaven. Because the building that you will have designed that would charge us a lot of souls and human life will be transformed and renewed. Even after long you are gone, this gift will still be giving back. You know, he said to me, listen, I'm not charging. It's free. You get it? But pay. You get it? Go and pay. Go and pay. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Knock, and it shall be open to you. I don't know. Do you get it? You must believe that it is possible. I said to one of my cousins, go and ask for a house. Go and ask for a house. You know what was his response? His response was, it's too far. You get it? A house is a resource. It doesn't matter. I can ask somebody for a house that is in Cape Town. I can sell the house in Cape Town. Go and ask for a house. And he looked at me and says, it's a good idea. I can see if I ask, there's a 99.9 percent they will give me the house, but it's too far. I don't want to stay there. So I looked at him and I said, you don't know. A house is a resource. There's so many things I can do with a house. You get it? I don't need to stay in a house, but a house is a resource. It takes some people's life to build just one house. But when you have faith, you will knock where others are timid to knock. When you have faith, you will ask. I was among pastors who were talking. And when I said to one pastor, uh, you know, then he says, uh, I'm suggesting that they should give me. That is not faith. I said, listen, I have cars. You pay the full price. I never pay a full price on the car. I stand on faith. And it has always worked for me. So you have to understand that Jesus, when he came, he wanted us. The Bible says he, we... We should enter his rest. By faith, 
We enter the rest of God and God provides for all of our needs. May the Lord bless us. John chapter 3 verse 16. All of this God has done because he loves us. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes, this is faith, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have an everlasting life. I've seen people's life perish by their lifestyle. The things they do, they, they, they lack faith to believe. They do things that will destroy them. And sometimes, even when you talk to them, don't do this thing. They, they don't believe the love of God, that God truly loves them. It's like when you have uh, 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 children, you tell them, sex before marriage is, is, is not cool. It's not a good thing to do. It might, it might feel right to you. But the scripture is already judged on it. So, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So, I believe the love of God. That the things that God is saying to me, it's because of his love to preserve me and to protect me. Hallelujah. The scripture says, for God so loved the world. God loves you so much that the only thing that you need to do is to believe. Just believe and all things are possible. Just believe and all things are yours. When you believe, everything is made available for you. Hallelujah. Can we pray? Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word of faith. The living word. Father, we pray for your word teaches us that the word of the Lord is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able, Father, to descend. We pray, Father, even today, that whatever problem that we have, we thank you that your word is able to descend. We receive healing. We receive provision. We receive restoration upon our life. I commit this morning, this your children, Father, into your hands. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit that, Lord, you will work your will upon us. We receive this grace in Jesus' name.